tell me if I'm going a little too cray cray banana. Okay, yeah. a yeast infection yeah how did you find out about that I guess I know why I have it it's because I masturbated and I didn't clean my toys because I'm lazy threw off the ph balance mm-hmm. and yeah did so, you have the cream or the the cottage cheese discharge no 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 it's super mild that's what my gyno said but have you ever had that kind of discharge yeah really it's gross. so gross I had it when I was at fat camp and Oof. camp is just the worst time not to the have place a yeast to, infection yeah um, my voice. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we have new recording equipment <laughs> and that's how we feel about it. We both have headphones on right now. Oh my God. We sound so good. So professional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is episode 11 of seven minutes in heaven. My name is Arielle. I'm Miriam. People in other podcasts do that. They like announce themselves. So I felt like we should do that. Yeah. Instead of the <laughs> hi. Yeah. Or you don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Let's be more cash, cash, yeah. cash. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. So no more of that. Also, then, the sound quality on that one was so bad. Yeah. That's what I was thinking last time. It didn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. It was like, we do you want me to tell line. you the thing I wanted to tell you yeah. that I was waiting to tell you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, so on Tinder, you know how you can like have a song? No. Like you can pick a song that's like your anthem. Oh, yeah. And someone can play it while they look through your pictures. That's funny. I usually don't do that, but if it's a song that I haven't heard of, I'll play it and then I'll be like, oh, That'll be a deciding factor sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a really bad song, <laughs> for example. <laughs> so mine is My Neck, My Back, because that's hilarious. Amazing. I love and that song. I matched this guy on Tinder who whose anthem was also My Neck, My Back. And My mouth is open. He's a Russian Jew, just <gasps> like me. Oh, my God. And I always say... Jews are the best type of Russian, and Russians are the best type of Jew. So that's a that's the first time I've heard you say yeah, that. Yeah, but I always say it <laughs> starting today. <laughs> I've never said that. Did before. you meet up? <laughs> Did you meet up with him? Not yet. We're gonna. Okay, this like just goes to show how fucking I jam pack myself. I can't hang out with him until Thursday. I'm literally busy. Yeah, you have a really tight every schedule. Other night tight like your vag. Pussy. I don't actually know if your vagina's tight. It is. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> As, at least I've been told, oh my God, you're so tight. Oh my God. But I think that's just one of those things guys say during sex. Well, you know? why would they do that? Why would they say that? It's like... That's true. I don't tell a guy his dick is big unless it's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a comedian I heard recently who was like, I know my dick's not fucking huge, <laughs> but the girls keep saying it is. Why are they lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I see a photo of him? Yeah. The only thing I'm like a little concerned about, and this is shallow of me, but I can't tell if he's short or not. He probably is. And I'm just lying to myself, but Mm, I've been, I'll be really into someone's profile lately. And then I see their five, seven, five, eight. And I, he didn't list his height. (gasps) He's so cute. Curvy four twenty friendly. Is he curvy or he likes curvy people? I think he's curvy is what, but I don't think he's not curvy. curvy. He's skinny. Yeah. I think it's a joke he's really hot i'm into it oh my god i like this little like one of him um sitting cross-legged in the desert i love that one that's <laughs> i just feel like he's me and male version just based on internet profile <laughs> looking at okay can't wait to hear we about have the this. same anthem like all you ladies pop yo pussy like that's hilarious wait, keep singing. all you ladies pop yo pussy like this 
Take a vibe, don't stop the hoops. Do it now, lick it good. Lick this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. So that was really fun. Hopefully, we'll do that to each other on Thursday. I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On birthright, whenever we would um, lose an item of any item we'd have to go to the front of the bus and then sing a song to retrieve it so this one girl sang my neck my back it's really funny i know i told you that before but like, i don't think you did oh, okay well i guess i was i thought that your reaction would be better yeah. oh i guess for podcast listeners remember i talked about my pimple popping last week um during sex and i told the doctor about it and he answered and he was very pleased with the shout out so at first when you said the doctor I thought you meant like your doctor doctor, like your physician you know yeah I haven't seen a lot of doctors (laughs) (laughs) but by the doctor you mean the doctor yeah I guess you're not a doctor my med student um was there anything else you wanted to tell me any other Um, secrets I haven't seen you in a while I know I'm trying to think you're a really bad texter yeah I thought I'm not really, but this week I've been bad because I've been really busy. You're no, no, no. I didn't think you were bad this week. It's just like I guess oh. you don't like to have conversations over. Oh yeah, I will if like the other person's really into it. But, but... sometimes I do try. I know because oh. you said that one time, and sometimes I try to have conversations with you, oh. and you're like emoji face. <laughs> well, I think it's just because I see you so often. Like I'll have a text conversation with friends that I don't see as often. Okay, you know? that's flattering to me. Also, we have to save it for the pod. Yeah, it's true. You it's can't honest, talk. It's really hard being friends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I guess before we get into it, shout out to my mom, Ida, because she donated to SMH Pod, and we fucking love you. That was really nice of you, mom. Thanks. Miriam's parents are so fucking cool. I met them for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they're chill, but also no, kind of like crazy. More than chill, and that's what makes them so great. <laughs> oh my god, I wish they were my parents. Good thing Same. my parents don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to talk about Unbound. Yes. So as you guys know, Miriam and I are big Unbound fans, the sex toy store Unbound Babes. Um, And a few days ago, this other big New York City sex toy company called Wildflower Sex um, kind of like put Unbound on blast by saying that they didn't want to carry Unbound's products in their stores because they took money. Their investors were really shitty people and that they copy um, really cheap toys and then sell them for they, – they mark the products up a Don't lot. they just – they don't even make them. They buy the cheap toys and resell them. So the, like the Bender, which I bought for – I think it was $60. Yeah, it was like um, – it's It was 8 bucks, I think. $59, yeah. Um, no, but don't they have to – like make a trade with them be like we're gonna we're buying the rights to that um i know that they like bought like a mass mass purchase them and then added the unbound yeah well yeah i guess they had to add the unbound thing to it but the the people who originally made them i mean like they had to be in agreement with them otherwise they could sue them right right yeah 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 would they have to stop sell they're still selling it yeah exactly yeah so So you could you could get the bender for eight dollars and i'm pretty annoyed about that yeah so, gonna yeah, be honest that is annoying. yeah Fun. i got mine for free to be honest <laughs> but like if i could i would recommend the cheaper version to my followers absolutely yeah um because not everyone can afford that and then the squish also wildflowers said yeah. that they didn't make that one 
Um, and but... I remember going to this event and they were showing me this question. It's similar to the Pama where you can create your own vibration, vibration patterns. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool and innovative. And I was like, oh my God, this company is so innovative and paving yeah. the way to Aww. sex tech. Well, a lot of companies do that. Yeah, no, I mean... I have mixed feelings. Like, obviously, I don't think it's super chill to be doing what they were doing. But also, it's like, how many fucking companies do fucked up shit? Exactly. And I feel like it was, they did all that to pave the way to be able to create their own things. Exactly. And, get those and like, this is America, resources. baby. Where capitalism thrives. Like, do what you got to do to make a buck. Yeah. Um, but according to Wildflower, there are brands that are, you know, sell, like, you can still make a buck. They don't and, sell out quite that's unquote. true yeah um well good for them but like th- so i i didn't really know how i felt about this or okay i should get more of the facts so um one of the bad investors he, they're an angel investor a um nine non-binary gender queer person called cyan bannister they are an investor along with their husband scott bannister they donated a lot of money to Ted Cruz, Ew. and the husband Scott called Ted Cruz "quote unquote" one of us. And what? Um, like, is he also a Zodiac killer? <laughs> <laughs> and so, as we know, Ted Cruz is really anti women's rights and wants to defund Planned Parenthood. So, like, the money that was going into Unbound, the person who gave that money is also going to Ted Cruz. So, like, really doesn't make sense. Yeah, how they can. I don't know. It's so fucked up. And then this other big Trump supporter whose name I don't remember. Do you remember? No. No. Okay. Well, he also gave a lot of money to Unbound. Um, So those were the two bad investors that Wildflower Sex was talking about. So a lot of people sent me the video and they were like, what do you think about this? And I was, I guess, shocked at first. But when you really think about it and by think about it I mean when I talk to my brother about it, (laughs) (laughs) you really put it into perspective. Like, Miriam, you're a vegetarian. Yeah. Why? Because I don't think animals should die. Okay. And that's your value. But I also wear leather sometimes. Right. So there, you know, there are exceptions to that. And do you shop at Zara Forever 21? Urban? I try not to, but sometimes. Okay. You're trying to be ethical, but yeah. you're kind of, it's easy to Best not fashion. be ethical. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm not a vegetarian. I love animals, but I know that my not eating meat isn't going to stop the production of meat and my not shopping at forever 21 isn't going to stop like um child enslavement what are they called labor yeah, child labor but i bad child labor. i see what you're saying but i also think that that's the mentality that leads to no change and that like my so my philosophy with vegetarianism is kind of my philosophy with fast fashion mm-hmm. all those things it's like when you can make the choice not to do it, don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. thankfully I'm in a position in my life and where I am, I can afford to be a vegetarian. I know that some people can't, mm-hmm. I can afford to maybe say no to fast fashion, even though vintage is cheaper anyway. Um, I got it. That jacket, that white jacket, you can't really see it, but it's, the brand is Marnie. I didn't even know it existed. I bought it for 50 bucks. I looked up the brand. Everything they sell is like a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. shop vintage. Whoa, wait, is that the cute jacket I saw you wearing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. but yeah the whole point is like try to be a good person when you can be and I guess that's what Unbound is doing like they're trying yeah you know I think what they're doing is still important they're like centering women's pleasure and they're making like being into your body and being into sex cool yeah I mean their marketing is fucking amazing yeah a big part of that is Emily their social media manager Instagram is incredible 
the the community they've built amazing yeah um they do such a good job of inclusion including yep. like people of everything yeah even on the palma the ring that i got from unbound they had like a little card that had all these like kind of sex stories on them like mm-hmm. kind of poetic sex That's stories so and one of them centered a non-binary person which was really exciting Amazing. and i sent it to my MB friend. Oh, yeah. that's really cute. It was cute. Anybody can have a product, but it's how you market it. And Unbound does a really good job about that because we didn't know about that $8 vendor. Yeah. And I, I don't even know how to look it up. I tried to Google like knockoff vendor and I don't, I, nothing came up. Um, but like besides the vegetarianism, like everyone who went to Coachella, Coachella, I, th- oh, I thought yeah. it was Coachella, not. <laughs> Um, my mom told me that. I'm like, what the fuck do you know, mom? But like I guess. Coach. Yeah. Coach. Like, put Chella. me in, Coach. Coachella. <laughs> I don't want to say Coachella anymore. <laughs> um, people go there. The organization supports um, anti-gay. Yeah. Anti-gay organizations. Chick-fil-A. Even oh, my God. Yeah. People eat there. So it's really about your decision, what you want to do. I'm still going to support Unbound. Also, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah. So even if you support the most ethical businesses, it's still capitalism. Yeah, unless they're a nonprofit or no. Then they're not a business, right? Are they? Can you be a nonprofit? I guess so. I don't know. I work for a nonprofit. Yeah. We're a company. I feel like nonprofits can also be pretty unethical. Yeah. Not mine, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's up to you guys to decide what you want, to where you want to put your money. And I'm still going to put my money in Unbound and support them. Um, and that being said, our discount code is SMHPOD. <laughs> For 10% off if you'd like to pay still more than... <laughs> oh, and, I mean, they do all these, like, period packing things for homeless people. Like, they're really good people, and they needed the money to get where they are now, and... The palm, Palma. Yeah. It's a it's a unique original one. And they like, created that still, themselves. They're yeah. a very new company. Like they're going to. And think gonna... of all the companies out there that are owned by men that do fucked up shit. I just feel like women always get placed under such a magnifying glass, even more so women of color for the decisions that they make. And it's like we don't we don't have people like white men reckon. We don't have a reckoning to white men for these same decisions. You know, yeah. we only put women and a woman of color on blast yeah so because we hold them to a higher standard which isn't fair that's our three cents yeah you get an extra one in there (laughs) let's talk about news hello and welcome to Very timely for our episode on fetishes. There's a new toy for foot fetishists, which is someone who has a foot fetish. Um, Silicon Wives, a sex robot firm, a real thing, launched (laughs) a silicone sex robot uh, foot with built-in vaginas. Whoa. So it's a foot gina. Yeah. <laughs> you should be on the marketing yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's $200. Marketers say the feet are highly detailed to look and feel just like real feet. Feel. So I'm like, do they smell like feet? I hope so. Yeah. 
Um, or for $200, better smell like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's part of the charm. Yeah. They need like eau de foot. <laughs> Sold uh, separately. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this anonymous reviewer said, I'll tell you right now that the vagina part of these feet aren't very deep, but I... <laughs> So that's the reason why anyone would buy these. The feet are perfect, however. The pictures don't do them justice. I would absolutely recommend to anyone who is even thinking about buying these. Wow. I'm not sold. Yeah, but. I'm not even thinking about it. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. Miriam's taking a water break. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've required a lot of breaks this episode so far. Yeah. Now I'm going to do an upper lip sweat wipe Ooh. break. Okay. Remember when we were talking about Coachella and you said you didn't want to talk about Coachella anymore? I don't want to say the name. You, you can say it. <laughs> Coachella pay us for all this free advertising. Just kidding. Uh, not really. Um, okay. <laughs> I guess we can call Coachella Herpchella because... <laughs> Wait, was that, was that in the, the No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. I did it myself. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. <laughs> um, there's been an increase in consultation requests for... <laughs> What's this place called? Herp Alert. Um, In the Coachella Valley, LA, and San Diego areas following Coachella Festival. So they were saying in the article that Coachella is kind of the perfect situation for a herpes outbreak if you have it. Because you're exposed to sun, huge one. Um, You're not sleeping. You're drinking. You're eating shitty food. You're just like if you have herpes, the likelihood that you'll get it is stronger because you're putting your body under a lot of stress. But also... You're not just making out with people and doing sexual stuff. Of course, that'll transmit herpes. But you're also sharing drinks. You're smoking cigarettes. You're smoking joints. Maybe sharing a burger. I don't know. Putting your mouths on the same things. Right. Okay. So somebody who has herpes could have an outbreak because they're under all this like bad. The environment is bad. And then they share water with someone else and that person. Could exactly. Get yeah. So it is a recipe for herpes disaster. Um, I guess not disaster. You know how I feel. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, We're pro-herpes. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I mean, two-thirds of the population have it, if yeah. not more. Um, so two-thirds of the population have HSV-1, which is the mouth-centric herpes, even though you can have HSV-1 on your genitals. Mm-hmm. HSV-2 is the genital-centric herpes, but you can get HSV-2 on your mouth. And we have less data about that, but the guess is one-sixth to one-eighth of the population has it. So you probably Damn. know someone who has – you definitely know someone who has both of those, actually, mm-hmm. not probably – um, so the whole point of this article is talking about how festival organizers really should be talking about STDs because they're likely to be spread at their events and there's just a lot of young people there. Um, and a lot of festivals do take on social causes. Like I went to Bonnaroo and they made a big deal about the environment, but I feel like this isn't even a social cause. This is just like protecting the health of the people who are at your event. It's a really good opportunity to educate. Mm-hmm. So even though Coachella is trash and I would never go, I'm not shading people who've gone. Like, I would have gone probably in the past. <laughs> but I don't want to support that guy who literally donated to a gay hate organization. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like Family Matters or whatever. Do you have the stats for the increase in Herp Alert? I think it was 1,100. Yeah. Um, an increase in – that was the exact number. It was like 12 per day. Yeah, like 12 that. per day. And then at Coach- Coachella was – 1200 reports no the it like the amount increase in about 12 per day which isn't that much but it's still an increase no, 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 it was 12 per day in general no i'm googling it <laughs> okay herp alert usually gets about 12 cases a day and then at coachella they've got 250 cases oh, per day shit yeah so, so it's over now right yeah 
There was yeah. two weekends. Last weekend was the second one. That's fucking nuts. And how I, how did all these people know about Herp Alert? <laughs> They're probably just like Googling, do I have herpes? And then Herp Alert comes up. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, okay. This is like pretty obvious, but sex before bed can improve sleep. Lit. Um, so this is one of those like, duh, <laughs> studies that are just backing up what we, our general hypothesis. So researchers from Central Queensland University surveyed 800 men and women about their sex lives. 59% of women and 74% of men reported better sleep if they climaxed during sex. Then obviously the discrepancy is because of the orgasm gap. Yep. Yeah. So if more women were coming, we would be having better sleep. Yeah. But I do think it it's a stronger correlation in men just from my personal experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because don't like, they, they release mm-hmm. prolactin? I don't know about that. I mean, that. we do too, and I think that makes you sleepy. Okay. Sorry if that's wrong. <laughs> I learned all these things in college, and they're kind of in my brain, but <laughs> I'm not confident about it. But maybe that's just because I should be more confident. So disclaimer. Everything I have ever said could be wrong. Same, yeah. We <laughs> it's don't not know on anything. Us. We should have said this in the first episode. Yeah. But starting now, <laughs> well, we know we know like some things. Yeah, no, we don't know shit. No, we don't know anything. <laughs> I think we did say that we were like, oh, we were like, we know everything. Just kidding, we don't. True, we covered our yeah. freaking tuchuses. Yeah, we did. I like how you say that. Thank you. Guess what I'm going to be talking about right now? BDSM. Yes. Um, <laughs> There was an article that was saying that engaging BDSM has positive psychological effects that carry over to other aspects of your life, including your career. (gasps) So they were saying that um, they quoted the study that you talked about in our very first episode about BDSM. So go listen to that episode if you haven't yet, Mm -hmm. or maybe don't. (laughs) The sound sound quality quality is really bad. (laughs) But they were saying people who practice BDSM have lower levels of neuroticism and rejection sensitivity. And they're less agreeable. And those are all contributing factors to career advancement and being able to ask for a raise. Yeah. Um, They were saying in the article that being too agreeable can significantly slow down career advancement. Yeah. So just another reason why everyone should uh, do BDSM. Yeah, you got to be confident. Yeah. Um, Did you hear about that new show, Bonding, on Netflix? I saw it. I was like, I can't. I haven't watched Sex Education yet. Like, it's too on the nose for me. It's too on brand. I can't do it. No, Miriam, that's so stupid. <laughs> I know, it's but it's really just, dumb. I can't. Look, I've seen it, and I'm telling you to watch it. I know. It's so cute. It's like, it's not even about sex. It's totally about sex. But, like, just, <laughs> it's, um, it's fun, and... You need to just do it. Stop All right. being a little bit. Maybe when I finish Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Wait, so you said you saw you saw that bonding was a thing, but you didn't actually watch it. Yeah, it's like a hot, skinny white girl is a dominatrix. Is yeah, basically and then the she point. gets her like high school gay friend. I don't know if they're best friends, but I guess they are now to be her like bodyguard. And then he kind of gets into the role himself to make money because he's so poor. Mm. So it's super cute. Miriam. Yes. When you're swiping on dating apps, below me, do you pass up on people who you think are like super hot, like too hot for you? So I don't think anyone's too hot for me. <laughs> However, I don't necessarily like classically handsome white guys. Mm-hmm. Like, like chisel. I usually, especially, I mean, on Tinder or Bumble where you have unlimited swipes, I'll swipe them. But on Hinge, I would pass them because I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. like 
you're probably not going to swipe me. We probably won't have be able to hold a conversation together because mm-hmm. our life experiences have been very different. Because because you're so classically handsome and everything has been handed to you on a silver right. Plate. So you're like you're even you're thinking about the personality, but it seems like you're also not attracted to that physique. Yeah. Or does it have to do more with the personality plus the physique? And if you met them and they were actually really nerdy, then you would be into that. I honestly, it's hard to say. Like I've noticed that specifically really attractive white guys because I feel like that's like the highest echelon of society Mm -hmm. in our world like you have been the most protected Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I think that I can't see myself being feeling comfortable around someone right like that you need a little bit of a marginalized person yeah (laughs) some sort of marginalization (laughs) would be nice marginalized people only yeah (laughs) (laughs) I ask because ties into my next item what? i didn't think that would be the case <laughs> uh, so university of Mich- michigan researchers study data from online dating sites i don't know which um but in new york boston chicago and seattle so what they found is that most people contact matches that are about 25 percent more desirable than themselves and that they also craft longer or and more varied messages to them so they put in more effort to hot people. Exactly. And so how do they rate desirability, you ask? Well, <laughs> the researchers, Dr. Bruch, or Ooh. it's Dr. Bruch, but I, I think <laughs> it's Dr. Bruch, and Dr. Newman, Jew, Jews, and Jew. Jew squared. So they used a ranking algorithm based on the number of messages a person receives oh. and then the desirability of the sender. So basically who is receiving the most attention from whom, mm. like generally. Um so because most people message others who are hotter than them, which is called aspirational behavior, a lot of those messages go unanswered. Wow. So the researcher, Dr. Brooks said, I think a common complaint when people use online dating websites is that they feel like they never get any replies. And this can be dispiriting. Totally. Yeah. But even though the response rate is low, our analysis shows that 21% of people who engage in this aspirational behavior do get replies from a mate who is out of their league but perseverance <laughs> pays off word <laughs> i think i saw this on instagram this girl was like I'll, i think i just have really high standards because i'm not finding anyone but i'm just gonna wait for those people to lower their standards <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah so don't lower your standards wait for other people too <laughs> lately I've, I've really not been into dating apps yeah i don't know why because you have dick not really i mean like exciting situation with i guess i don't know when i'm gonna see him again yeah but he's like nice and almost made you come yeah so almost (laughs) (laughs) um but what i do now instead is i'll go on tinder and swipe everyone right for like two minutes and then i wake up in the morning with a million messages and i like to open them and not answer any of them (laughs) you're like a dude That's what dudes do. Yeah, well, I like to see their little their handcrafted messages, and also because my bio still says "looking for a naughty Jewish boy," everyone's oh. like, "Well, I'm not Jewish, but I could be for you." <laughs> I'm not naughty, but I'm a Jew, or like you know. Shit you know like what? That. Maybe with my Venmo thing, that would get me more money if I swiped right on people that because I've been I've gotten like thirty bucks so far. Have you? You've still been getting one guy paid? sent me ten dollars, one guy sent me fifteen, and then the rest sent me like one or two. But it adds up. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. So. I only got it one time and then some other guy messaged me. Um, he was like, do people really do that? And I was like, yeah, do you want to do it? And he said, no. 
Well, mine is Venmo me and see what happens. And some people are like, what's going to happen? And I'm like, Venmo me and you'll see. <laughs> but then Blocked. they do it and I don't know what to do. So I just stop texting. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. You stopped responding. <laughs> um, do you have another news dynamic? Yeah, bitch. Um, another fun topic that I love, sex oh, ed. Oh, okay. Uh, I wanted sorry. to guess. My bad. Sex Next ed. time. It's sex ed. <laughs> we can pretend that. You guessed it. No, like, it's, record it. it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so people think we have like friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We do. They um, can't tell. <laughs> so Oklahoma doesn't require sex ed, but uh, they do require. <laughs> when the wind, something, something, something. You don't know that song? I know it's from that. That when the wind comes dripping down the drain no when the rain comes dripping down the drain were na, you a theater na, na, kid na. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean clearly i'm not anymore because <laughs> you had that theatery voice when the rain you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i, I was theater. A that makes so much sense um okay. <laughs> so ed. back to oklahoma and sex ed <laughs> so they don't require sex ed but they do require schools to provide HIV and AIDS uh, prevention courses. That's good. So that's good at least. Um, but they also have a new law that says if sex ed is taught, it must include consent education. And the quote in the article that resonated with me was that the fact that we haven't been teaching our kids they have a right to say no is kind of scary. I don't think it's kind of scary. I think it's very scary. But yeah. um, I think that's a good point. And I'm glad that we are progressing. Yeah. Ever so slowly. Yeah. We're trailblazers, really. Blazing that trail. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for our great-great-grandkids to be like, Miriam and Ariel were so badass. Yeah. My badass great-great-great-grandma. That's true. This, these podcasts will be like ancient artifacts that mm-hmm. they have to like use their internal mind chips to <laughs> decode. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. So next one. This is like our last news item. Um. The headline is, college guys who like to drink and party are more likely to be sexually aggressive towards women, study finds. My version of the headline is, frat douchebags are more, are more likely to rape women. Yep. So this was uh, published in the Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs. The researchers surveyed 1,043 freshmen, all male, ages 18 to 19, at an unnamed Northeastern University, but we can assume is it northeastern it could be <laughs> probably not i feel like that's a kind of a chill college you know yeah but they mean, have that required internship i feel like it narrows out the there's a required internship yeah. you know because you applied there no but i have friends who have mm. gone okay um uh oh they, okay they surveyed these kids over the course of five semesters and they started in 2012 um so this is like a longitudinal longitudinal study The researcher says, we found that men who were more likely to attend drinking venues during their sophomore year, drinking venues, like fucking frat houses, were also more more likely to report sexual aggression the following year when they were juniors, even after taking into account several known risk factors for sexual assault, such as self-control, delinquency, and hostile attitudes towards women. I don't really get that lot. What does that mean? So Um, they they controlled for those variables, meaning that like they would, I guess, group those variables and look at the differences in the men despite not having or having oh okay 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 so yeah. like right so alcohol would all right I understand. still increase like yeah. you guys got it right you got it <laughs> cool okay. 
um, fetishes. You don't want to talk about this more? No, I don't have anything <laughs> else to say. So yeah. Like, you want to talk about it more? Hey guys, it's me, Miriam, your friend. Um, I just wanted to hit you with a little trigger warning because we, Arielle and I are about to talk about sexual assault and if that sucks for you and you don't want to hear about it, you should skip. We'll tell you what to skip to in the show notes because we don't know right now. And just like frat culture, which basically was my biggest qualm and the reason why I didn't end up joining, well, not the reason, but one of the reasons that I'm glad I didn't join Greek life, even though I still ended up only going to frat parties basically because it was so dominant Mm -hmm. where I went to college. Um, but it's basically like sororities aren't allowed to throw parties. So the only Mm. people who can throw parties are frats. If you're in the Greek life or if Greek life dominates, you can only go to frat parties, which are hosted in men's homes. Mm -hmm. And when, if someone's in my house, you go by my fucking rules, you know, like that's it. And there's also just group think and they're all encouraging each other to like get some girls drunk and have them have sex and just, you know, growing these horrible (laughs) <laughs> contributing to the rape culture that is on college campuses by yeah, just Greek like, life should not exist or at least let sororities throw parties if you're really not gonna let like if alumni pay enough money to keep them on campus like I think that's bullshit but at least let sororities throw parties then it would equalize it then you know women would be able to control spaces too well I think that I think that if women could throw parties and men shouldn't be allowed to like either no Greek life at all or the women throw the parties yeah. because I think if they're doing it and the men are doing it, like it's not, it's not making a difference really. But that would at least give you options. So you could go to events that are hosted in women's homes rather than only being able to go to men's events. Yeah, I, guess, you know? I mean, it depends on the college. Like mine was you, if you were invited to a frat house um, and you had a pair, it was called, um, nobody else could go to that party. So yeah. like, you couldn't, you didn't really have options. It was only based on right who you knew. Yeah. But that's just my school. Um, yeah, I have been, I don't like saying raped, but I've, yeah, been raped by frat boys, but it, yeah, it was like, they did stuff that I didn't want. I didn't consent to. Yeah. Is it, can we have a better word for sexual assault? Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah, it still just sounds like it sounds bad, but that's what when it I is. think of assault, it's like someone jumping and attacking me. Yeah, but I feel like every woman I've spoken to who's experienced assault and I've experienced it, too. But I think every woman and I do this, too, says it's like not as bad as what other women have experienced and yeah. try to minimize it. And then they're like, it's not rape. It's like a different thing, because what I experienced wasn't as bad as what someone else did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all rape. Yeah, I mean. I wasn't, honestly. This guy just, like, grabbed my tits while I was walking down the street. Yeah. That, um, that's assault. That's, that's assault. Yeah. yeah. I would describe that as a sexual assault. Like, me, um, I went to sleep on an inflatable bed, and, like, this kid from my high school was next slept, slept next to me, and I woke up, and he was, like, fingering me. Oh, my God. So, I don't, I don't like to, to characterize it as assault, because, I mean, but it was. It was. Yeah. Just because it was happening. It's just like, sleeping. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I was going to say that's not violent, but it is. Yeah, I can't believe he did that. What yeah, a what a piece idiot. of shit. Yeah. He's really rich and white and Jewish. Ew, you should sue him. No. Yeah, it's not worth it. It happened a long time ago and like. We could kill him. We could kill him. We're shot off Give his me dick. his name and I'll, I can fuck him up. 
<laughs> I won't kill him because that would be too kind. Um, I actually contacted some of the boys who I felt took advantage of me. Maybe that's what it is. They took advantage. I don't know. It, whatever. Yeah. And I, I told them years after, like, you know, you did this to me and I just want you to know, like, I don't expect anything from you. And one of them answered me really nicely. So for those listening, you should do that just so they know. Because yeah. a lot of them might just not be aware that they are rapists and you need to check them. And even if they don't respond, they still got the message. Yeah. They read it. I've had friends in my life, male friends who have done things to women that I've had to basically stop being friends with. And I told them and they felt horrible about what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and that's good because that, that like one of my friends said, or my ex friends, I guess said that he was going to try to, or he was going to drink less because he knew that when he got really drunk, he loses control over really himself. Great. So I hope he's doing that. I don't fucking so you, know. You don't talk to him anymore. Not really. No. Even no. though he was remorseful. Yeah. I just, he did it to one of my friends mm-hmm. and I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I wouldn't want to put my friend in a situation where he's there honestly and I don't really really want to hang out with him anymore after that like Mm -hmm. it just kind of ruined it for me yeah and I think that some people like I feel bad because I know that this isn't it he did what he did and it's his fault but I also think that there's like this cultural systemic issue and I think that like I hate men for who do who assault people sexually but I also think that like alcohol and these weird cultural norms that tell you oh yeah get her really drunk so she'll have sex with you like that was literally the plot of american pie and like there's so many cultural signs that tell us what we're that that's what men are supposed to be doing back in the good old days yeah exactly (laughs) like and it's so hard i mean i know i have internalized misogyny who doesn't like Yeah, so there's there's just, like, so many factors. So I do feel bad for men who do yeah, it. They're a product of this patriarchal society. Especially when it's something they did when they were drunk and maybe not... Yeah, full, like, yeah like like the study that we just yeah, talked about. Yeah, like, I think there's a difference between that and then someone like Charlie Rose who fucking has a button in his office who, like, you know, is so conscious yeah. of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I th- those are all on, this, like, a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is so. This turned dark. into a sexual assault episode, yeah, but Good you know, morning. honestly, like I think so many people, so many women have experienced, you know, anything from what I did to like a truly horrible, whatever the worst situation you can think of event. Yeah. And I've heard every story in between, and literally even the worst stories I've heard, the girls, the women have always said it's not as bad as this other thing that happened to this other girl. And I'm like, yeah. dude, it's what like happened to you is bad. Put, they don't want to put down. They don't want to. They want to minimize what happened yeah. because they don't want to be put in that, like, rape category. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Should we have a trigger warning before we talk? We should have a trigger warning before we talk about this. Okay, let's record it right now. Yeah. Trigger, trigger warning. It's <laughs> <laughs> like two What are we talking about today? Fetishes. Fetishes. Okay, before we get into everything, I just want to define the words. So I wrote it down because I knew that I would fuck it up. Um, So a sexual or erotic fetish is a sexual fixation on an inanimate object or non-genital body part, which can also be called partialism. 
So a person is a fetishist and the object of interest is called the fetish. And fetishes can also be regarded as a mental disorder if it causes significant psychosocial distress or impedes areas of their life. So like someone who, I don't know. That's like true of, I think, almost every sexual thing. And just it's not a dysfunction thing. unless it causes you like yeah. shitty feelings. Yeah. And yeah, like, or if you're even, like unhappy about it. Mm-hmm. Like orgasming. Yeah. If it really affects your, I mean, it kind of affects my life, but. Do you get sad when you come? Do you cry? No, no, no. Not oh. not being able to. It's called. Oh, yeah. Non-orgasmic. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah, like not being able to get a boner isn't even considered a problem unless you're unhappy about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then kink is the use of unconventional sexual practices, concepts, or fantasies. And that comes from the idea of a bend in one's sexual behavior because yeah. a, a kink is like. Like, getting the kinks out. Yeah, like a, a little kink. <laughs> I wanted to say that in a job interview, getting the kinks out, but I was like, I can't. I can't say the word kink right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so a kink in one's sexual behavior, which is in contrast to like straight or vanilla behaviors. So everything is normal, but when people say a kink is something not of the norm, like statistically. Yeah. But you know what else is statistically normal about sex? What? Nobody's sexual preferences are statistically... It's normal to have a statistically abnormal sexual preference. Yes. Which is interesting. Yeah. It makes me so sad to get all of these messages that are like, is this normal? Is it that I can't... That I don't moan when I masturbate or or moan during sex? Like, I can't even ask me sister about it. (laughs) They're like... Me sister. Yes. (laughs) You're so cute. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Now we can get into it. Um, why don't you go first? Yeah. Set so us up. I wanted to, first of all, there's really not that many studies about fetishes on the internet. And the ones that there are, I could not access, even I. <laughs> and I've literally been able to access every study that the I wanted to. research study queen. I know. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we get an, enough money to SMH pod, we can purchase a subscription well what we things. could have done is email the researcher but we always do this the last <laughs> the day of. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be better in the future i probably won't be but yeah, i'll try no, i think so <laughs> um anyway so i instead i read an article on shape.com called your brain on a fetish Whoa. and i talked about four reasons for uh four potential reasons for fetishes but i th- <laughs> i I think it was a credible article, but they were a little bit incorrect. So I, this is my more uh, educated, I guess. I don't know if I'm more educated than the did, writer. Did you do research or what do, you, what do you mean? I just like, I took a course where we talked about fetishes. So uh-huh. I know, I know some of these to be true, uh-huh. but then they talked about one of their, so they had four theories, but I only wrote, I'm only going to talk about three of them, even though I guess I'm going to talk about the fourth one now because I already brought it up. But the fourth one was saying that like pain during, was talking about pain during sex, but that's not a fetish. Mm. As you said, fetish is object-based. But anyway, here are some reasons, some potential theories for fetishes. So the first one is the brain overlap theory. So this one's interesting. Um, There's different parts of your brain that control different parts of your body, um, including your sexual body parts and their impulses. And they're located next to areas that control other appendages. So it's not like your big toe and your little toe are right next to each other. It's like your foot can be next to your butt, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily where your body is, like, correlated to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were saying that your the part of your brain that controls your genitals um, is right next to the foot region. 
And there's this really famous neuroscientist who I love, Ramachandran. Mm -hmm. Do you know him? Mm -mm. He's so great. Um, And so he talks about how adjacent brain parts can engage in crosstalk where they communicate with each other. It's not supposed to happen, but it can. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's one of the theories for foot fetishes. It's one of the most common fetishes. And they're thinking it's because those two brain parts are right next to each other. Cool. So that's cool. Um, Another one is a Pavlovian theory. So... This is true of basically all sexual preferences, but if you're exposed to something repeatedly when you're sexually aroused, at some point you start to associate those things with sex. Mm -hmm. So for example, like a lot of people are also into shoes. Mm -hmm. If you have a foot fetish, you probably also have a shoe fetish because feet are in shoes. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, those stripper heels are just kind of associated with sex. Um, You know, if your teddy bear is always there when you're fucking, maybe you're going to get into your teddy bear. Do you have a teddy bear? No, but I have a pillow of my dog. Um, I don't want to fuck my dog, though. <laughs> um, that's and then, bestiality. Yeah, that's <laughs> for another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, the third theory was the gross-out theory. So when you're sexually aroused, things that normally gross you out, your tolerance for gross things uh, increases, so you can handle more gross shit. Mm. For example, like people who enjoy being peed on during sex might not actually enjoy pee outside of sex, but in sex they're gross boundaries are lowered so they're Mm -hmm. able to accept it right Um, when i watch cartoon porn yeah exactly (laughs) you watch cartoon porn sometimes miriam what of it like hentai some uh more like aladdin and oh yeah jasmine jasmine fucks jafar whoa yeah Yeah, that's that's yeah that sounds (laughs) hot (laughs) is the parrot there no no okay okay, okay, like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah they're saying if you you know, maybe don't find something as gross and then you do it during sex. Again, that gets into your sexual scripts and you find it sexual and it can become a fetish. Mm, yeah. The the more sexually active you are, kind of the more likely you are to develop a fetish. They talked about that too. They said people with higher sex drives are more likely to have fetishes. Cool. Yeah. Do you not have a fetish? I mean, no. I don't, There's no objects that turn me on. Yeah, I mean, same. maybe like sex, like a, like handcuffs maybe. But even, like, if I see a cop walking by with handcuffs, I'm not going to be like, that's sexy. I'm going to be like, fuck that cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have one either. But we're young. We've got time yeah, to Yeah, that's develop. true. Um, was that it? That's it. Okay, cool. Now we're going to talk about the most popular fetishes. Woo! Ow, ow! So this study is called Relative Prevalence of Different Fetishes. The aim was to estimate the relative frequen- frequency. Freak? Wincy. Get it? You're a freak. Of fetishes in a large sample of people. So like Miriam said, um, there aren't many studies about fetishes, so that's why I did this. And I think it was in like 2007, and there still aren't that many. Yeah, I saw those, the, the, what? the 2007 one, but I was like, oh, that was a while ago. I'll... Oh, okay. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I could find the whole study for this online. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I wanted to note that well, the, the method that they use to find people's m- most popular uh, fetishes was by examining a ton of chat rooms on ya- mm. uh, Yahoo. On Yahoo? Yeah. I mean, oh. I've never used Yahoo, but apparently there are chat rooms there. Cool. Um, by looking up, like, the word fetish. So they had a ton of different – they had, like, 381 groups – that amounted to several thousands of people, not like two, three thousand, but like a lot of thousands. Ooh, I just don't know exactly. More than three, 
Yeah, like maybe like 20,000 or something. Um, because they had like 150,000 members in those groups, but they weren't all like they were subscribers, but they weren't necessarily active. So then they had to disqualify them. But mm. anyway, that's really boring. So <laughs> the results, the good stuff. Uh, the, the researchers categorized fetishes um, in three categories, <laughs> body, yeah. objects, and behaviors. So the majority of them um, had to do with body parts and objects associated with the body. So I'm going to read them from most popular to least popular. All 300? No. Okay. No, 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 no. It's not the people they were like categorizing oh, right, right, right. these groups. So feet and toes, that's the most popular. That's called podophilia. Ooh. Body fluids like blood or urine, which are called... <laughs> golden or brown showers depending Ew. on your pee <laughs> oh water sport urophilia scatophilia mm. lactophilia menophilia mucophilia ew yeah body size called chubby chasers and Rude. nanophilia <laughs> don't start with that shit i definitely was hooking up how is that a fetish if that's a person not I th- the object i think okay so i think this was really categorized under sexual preference and mm. that one wasn't specifically a fetish Hair, trichophilia. Oh, yeah. Muscles, cratophilia, which is for strength, and sthenophilia for muscles. I don't really know the difference between that. Um, body modifications like tattoos or piercings, mm. which is called uh, stigmatophilia, <laughs> tattooing, piercing, ringing. Genitals, which is called metophilia. The belly button or the navel, which is called alvinophilia. Um, being attracted to an ethnicity, but like, again, is that a preference or a fetish? I mean, people talk about like the fetish, fetishization of certain people, racial groups. So let's say it's a, how can you be like disqualifying or only going for one race? I guess you kind of do that with Jews. Yeah. Well, I have to make more Jews. Yeah. But I am more attracted to them. Even though they're, like, my cousins. I feel like it's just our sexual script. Like, you went to a pretty Jewish high school, right? Mm -hmm. So did I. So, like, all the hot dudes... I mean, all the dudes were basically Jews. Yeah. That's why I also like Italians, because we had some Italians. Oh, wow. And the hottest guy in my grade... I don't know if anyone from my high school listens to this, but... Who I thought was the hottest was, like... He was Jewish, but he was, like, kind of tan. And I like, like, kind of tan dudes. I thought you were going to say the name. No. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. So breasts, which is called mammophilia or mammogynophilia or mastofact. I don't really know why there are all these different names. The legs or the buttocks, uh, which is called cruofact or pygophilia. Then we've got the mouth, the lips, and the teeth. Sexy. Odontophilia. Body hair. Hirsutophilia. Gynophilus. So it sounds like most of these are body related. These are uh, body parts and parts associated with body. So like body hair is not a body part, but it is part of the body. Yeah. You know what I mean, and there's an- another section I'm going to read. So I'm trying to go through this quickly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Body hair. Um, then there's nails, nose, ears, neck, Aww. body odor. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm going to go to the objects associated with the body. From most popular to least popular. Stockings and mm. skirts. Um, so just to put this in context, there were 27,490 group members in this 
one specific group, and 33% of them were into stockings and skirts. Wow. Then feetwear, shoes, there were 26,739 members in this group, and there was a uh, 32% of them were into it. Underwear, this was the third most popular. There were 10,000 members and 12% frequency. Now I'm going to go through the rest, which were on a much, much lower scale. Uh, whole body wear, like costumes or coats. Objects worn on the head and the neck, like hats or necklaces. Stethoscopes, wristwatches, wow. diapers, hearing aids, catheters, pacemakers. Ooh. Fetish. 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 Instead of an advice question this week, we're going to do a product review because Miriam and I got freaking gel nails last week with the Womanizer or courtesy of the Womanizer um, because they showed us the new product called the Duo, which is pretty dope. Yeah. So Miriam has the Womanizer. Talk, talk about it. So it's basically like it fits in your palm kind of or like it's probably the size of your hand smaller. This and the toy that you gave me that also had that suction. suction yeah. I don't think it's for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so, sorry, let me describe the toy first. It's like, it kind of looks like a little boat. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to explain it. Like a little toy boat. And then it has like a little circle on it. And you're supposed to put your clit in that circle. And then it's supposed to mimic suction. Mm -hmm. But for me, it really just feels like the sides are vibrating. Like it's going up and down. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a tongue flicking It does not clit. feel like someone's sucking on my clit. Interesting. At all. Wow. Which is fine, you know. Yeah. That's not necessarily what you're supposed to be doing. I think I just like like a physical touch to my clit, like a finger, a tongue. Mm -hmm. I don't think I like an object on my clit. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't like vibrations. Yeah. It just didn't, it wasn't as overwhelming as vibrations are for me, but it didn't make me, like I didn't enjoy it. I didn't want to be doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but they were saying that like what over 95% of women achieve orgasm in under 15 minutes. Yeah. With this thing. Yeah. With the when duo. I first got it, I would... No, just like the regular, oh. the, the regular products. They're called like Womanizer Premium and then yours is like Womanizer Travel. I don't know. Um, yeah. So when I first started using it, I came like literally in the first minute. It was insane. And now wow. I'm more used to it. So it I'll extend my time and like edge and I could do it like 20 minutes. Wow. Um, so yeah, not for... Miriam but for me it feels like a tongue flicking my clit and it just is the easiest way to orgasm it's my favorite sex toy right now that one and then one from unbound which is not unbound wow dame this one and one from dame which is it fits in your hand and um it's vibration so I like to sort of switch off between them in the same session especially Fun. if one of them dies and then I'm like go to the other one yeah you have your backup <laughs> um so the one that I got the duo still has that suction but then it's got like a dildo on it or yeah. a penetrative thing I never really use those because I just have a weird thing about touching myself there but I should have mentioned this earlier I did flick my uh, g-spot yesterday uh -huh. and it didn't feel that weird so i'm getting i'm growing into it word um so i'm gonna try the duo again but if you like that kind of suction i mean if you've used the satisfier or i mean i think satisfier and womanizer are the only ones who are doing suction like that right yeah now. um i think that the womanizer is much better if you can't afford it 
save up for it. It's just, it's going <laughs> to last you way longer. I think it's better quality than the satisfier. Um, so if you like that plus penetration, this is the one for you. And we don't have a code for this, so. Sorry, Sorry. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe, review, tell your friends. Leave a written review. Yeah, write a review for us. We got such sweet reviews. Yeah, and recently. we share them, and, like, it really warms our heart. Yeah, it warms our cold, dead hearts. Okay, that was just not, no, we're so loving. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it was a cliche thing to say. Yeah, so um, Follow us on Instagram at smhpod. There's a giveaway, which ends, I think, the day that we, no, after we post this, there's still it ends on April 30th at midnight. So you have until then to enter our giveaway for the gem by Unbound. Um, Again, our giveaway, I mean, our discount code is SMHPOD for 10% 10 off. off. Enjoy. Yeah. And also email us advice, questions, inquiries, whatever at the SMHPOD at gmail.com. If you want to join my mother and support the cause, you can Venmo me, M-I-R-J-I-V, with the caption um, SMHPod, and I'll make sure it goes to the proper pockets. Okay, we love you. Love you, bye. Mm-hmm.